0: You're listening to Tabletop and Beyond, Guild Nine Gaming podcast covering board games to war
1: games and beyond.
2: And welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. I am your host Justin, and I am joined by my buddies Dan and Lincoln. What what? Howdy howdy, Lincoln. This is your second time on the podcast within like a month.
0: That's right. Fool me, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me <laughs> twice. You uh, can't, can't fool a fool. <laughs> uh well one more time and you'll be
2: tied with the most uh appearances by one guest on our
3: show
2: <laughs> so congratulations you're almost have there. we
3: had one person on three times
2: yes it was garrett garrett, garrett Mulroney. Right. that's right you know garrett right lincoln
1: yeah
0: i gotta beat him though I mean, you got to. i can't beat him with warhammer so i might as well beat him with this <laughs>
2: Uh, so Dan, we're gonna kick it off with you with your Geek Week because Lincoln and I were kind of in, in inextricably tied this week. Okay,
3: good. Uh, what happens is there should be a term now in 2021, something that happens to your brain after you binge a show where you flip it back and have to go to season one, episode one. Is there? A, there should be like a Schadenfreude word for that. It should be like binge flip. There should be.
2: It's not even like it's not even like, uh, not even like uh, you know you had to rewind the tape. Or, yeah. or put in a new DVD, right? It just like, all right, well, you're back to the beginning.
3: Yes. Yeah. Speaking of rewinding the tape, the blockbuster documentary on Netflix is pretty good. Uh, on yeah, Netflix is pretty good. History of blockbuster. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. And good. there
2: was uh, like one. There was like one blockbuster holdout, right? In yeah.
3: Oregon? Yeah, in in Bend, Oregon. But anyway, I was binging. Dude, I, I was so time out. I've been to that blockbuster. Oh, really? Is it still – since they were the last one, or is this from – Well, I didn't realize your... that it
2: was in Bend, Oregon. You told me it was in Bend, Oregon. But my grandma used to live there in Bend, Oregon. And funny story uh, – not actually that funny. Um, we dropped off two of my brothers at her place while my mom took me on a, a trip somewhere else. I can't remember where we were going. And um, she took them <laughs> – to the blockbuster to get a movie, and she would only let them rent one movie for the whole week. And this is like nineteen mid nineteen nineties, Bend, Oregon, and there's yeah. nothing out there. Like she lived in like a cabin, right? Yeah, yeah. And she yeah. wouldn't she wouldn't let them like stay outside too long. because She was afraid they're going to cause like a forest fire or something. <laughs> and they like had one that movie. They had one movie, and then so get this though. This was my uncle's place, right? Yeah. My my bachelor uncle.
3: So they found all this porn.
2: <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly porn, but it was. There's two movies that they had. Somewhere in Time with, with Christopher... Um, Christopher uh, Reeves. C- Christopher Reeves, which was a total chick flick movie. Yeah. And um, Animal House. <laughs> nice.
0: So, so, hey, hey, balance, balance in all things. So they,
2: so they ended up watching Animal House, I think they told me, 20 times. They watched Animal House. They were, like, quoting it by the end. You know? It's like... <laughs> My brother, at this age, I was probably, I think I was 15, so my brother was, like, 13 and 10. <laughs> right? And they're <laughs> watching, they're just pounding man. tons of Animal House. And, yeah, I mean, it was hilarious because they're like, we just watched Animal House. My mom was, like, livid. She's like, you didn't take him to Blockbuster? She's like, well, they rented this one movie, and it was, like, the super cheesy, like, it was like a little kids' movie that she made oh, them rent. It was like yeah, Barney yeah. or something like that, you know. Something horrifying. Yeah, and so they're like, we like we we hated it so much, you know. And so then <laughs> I was the one that ended up dropping that movie off at that Blockbuster. Blockbuster. There you go. There you
3: yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. So I'm, I'm anyway. glad we went down that road. That was a good road. But <laughs> no, uh, yeah, Blockbuster. Hey, it, it's what a swell place. And there's only one left. I was it, it cracked me up in that documentary how like people would just randomly send her a $5 bill and just say hey keep keep your store going which I thought was kind of sweet. Yeah. But getting back to my geek week. What happens when you binge so bad like I had to plow through season 5 of The Expanse. Okay. I had to know what was happening next, man. I was just like episode, episode, episode. I was season season
2: 5 was a good one,
3: huh? Oh man, I was on it. I was on it so bad and then I realized it had been a year since I watched season 1. And I went back and it was so satisfying because I understood all the world building crap and all the throwaway lines of uh-huh. people, places, and things, and it all mattered. And you're like, oh, you know, it's like finally, like, un, you know, f- f- finally getting into Tolkien and then watching Lord of the Rings and going, oh, there's this thing. I recognize that. Yeah. So, um, and it totally holds up. I'm sorry, I'm geeking out, but it's a geek week, and I've uh, flipped over on The Expanse, and I'll probably get through season one again pretty quick. Because I'm plowing through it really fast. That show has become... I, I'm
2: it's, I'm in episode three of season four right now. Uh, maybe four, episode four. But that show has become a staple. Like, it's entered top ten easy.
3: Yeah. You know? and, and for anybody who didn't like the first season or got disinterested in the first two or three episodes of season two, like I did, what a waste. I mean, I, I could have been geeking out about this a long time ago. So. Yeah. And, and I, I will uh, recommend that the seasons get better and it gets more interesting and their budgets get bigger by the way. and the effects get better and the writing gets better. It's like an, it''s, it's it, it doesn't have like a letdown feel at least it didn't for me. I was you know that yeah. letdown
0: feel I know what you're talking about. and I felt that today actually when I saw that season six had been canceled by Amazon.
3: No did they cancel season six?
0: Yeah. I did, today? I did, I did. I did read that today. Believe it or not. Oh. Well, so they did do, have to fire one of the main characters. Do, for, do, for do yourself too. a Google. But
3: and um, Lincoln, I'm not gonna let I, you on the show anymore. Right, dude. They're bad <laughs> news. You, you guys are talking Jeez. the whole
0: time, and I'm just like cringy, <laughs> like ah, I gotta say <laughs> this, but I don't want to. <laughs> Somebody's gotta tell this guy.
3: Lincoln, the wet no, blanket. No, it's ending with season six. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: So there's one more. There,
3: yeah, it. yeah. And this was this was known. They they were planning season six to be the final season.
2: Okay, all right, Lincoln. Aren't you glad to be stood corrected? Right.
0: Well, they're I still just, getting rid of it. Does that makes you feel any better? Yes.
3: <laughs> and that I knew. That I knew. They announced they were going to do one more season, and they killed off a main character. I won't tell you who, but let's just say, Me Too movement um, created a creative opportunity. Interesting. Um, no no spoilers there. Uh so that was super geeky. Um I know this is not that geeky, but I'm really getting into framing now, like framing artwork. I have like specialized oh, cool. tool to do it now. So I have a lot of here's my geek part. I have about 30 or 40 lithographs from a certain sci-fi franchise that will go unnamed. Firefly. Now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have the ability to frame that at will with my own uh That's in my pretty own cool. wood shop and I might do that Hey, yeah. if I
2: need something, friend, dude, I'm calling you up.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've got a project that I've commissioned for myself where I'm building a dozen frames out of oak that all match. A long story there, but I won't go into it. But I'll be using that to kind of refine my my methods and, and, and get it down to science. Um, How much does a frame
0: cost for a friend? I don't even know what you charge a friend for a frame.
3: I, I don't. This is a. This is. Uh, let's just say. Uh, I'm the boss and I'm making things at, at my own expense for people who work for me, um, certificates and gotcha. stuff. So, um, and gotcha. instead of doing uh, an award ceremony, I kind of want to do drive-bys and, and see if they'll let me show up to their house. If, if they opt into that, otherwise I'll mail it to them and uh, shake their hand and say, here's the certificate for great work. That's and cool. I made the frame myself.
2: How much is the wood for the framing,
3: though? Is it expensive now? Well, no, I mean, uh, let's see. Um... You can, let's say you did oak, it's, yeah. uh, let's see, that's about, at, at at Home Depot, that's about $3 a linear foot for wood, uh-huh. and, and that's, that's a one by four, and you can do two sides of that. So if you buy two feet of that, you can do the, the, you know, you can you can frame something that's eight and a half by eleven size, okay, uh, for about six dollars in wood. Um, oh, that's and, not bad. And if you're like me, well, the, the hard part was getting the glass, and so I found the glass shape that I wanted and bought super cheap garbage frames from uh-huh. Amazon at three dollars a frame. I just pulled the glass out of it. And nice. It, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll have super cheap glass from from Amazon, but but a nice um, handmade. Oak frame Four. Do you so like mill you, you it, it do, and all that right?
0: stuff? You could just buy a wood burning kit and buy a cheap frame off of Amazon and put your name it in. Just the
3: burn. Back of it. Hey, Pomeroy in the, the back. Dude, I have I have the alphabet in uppercase and lowercase and I could I could do that. Yeah, I could. I could. But this is putting a. Lo- this is the our artisanal craft thing, right? It's like, hey, it's Covid nineteen, we can't do an award ceremony, but I I I'm, I will spend my free time to do something nice for you to show you that yeah. I appreciate your hard That's work. But I don't cool want I don't I don't want to talk about work because uh, this is not a work podcast. But um, speaking of work, it's hard to get over writer's block. Um, I ran a session only on Saturday, the day before yesterday, and I did know what I was going to run 45 minutes before this session. I honestly knew about. of it. And that was stuff left over from the larger story arc. Yeah. And the rest of it, I turned to my Lord Smith cards. Nice. And dealt myself a dozen cards and put together an awesome story in very little time. And hopefully my players aren't listening to the show and they don't know (laughs) that I came up with that very, very quickly. Um, But man, I was against the wall. I had no idea what I was going to do.
2: You know, I started hitting that wall real hard with Shadow of the demon Lord. You know, like we'd been playing for about a year and a half, and I just got to a point where I'm just like, I just don't know where to take this thing, and yeah. it was kind of struggling. And I knew the players were filling it, and we just kind of ended it. Like it was, it was just time. You know what yeah. I mean?
3: And every every RPG should do that. And this RPG is too new. Was too new to do that. hmm And I had I had hit a wall, and so I I dealt some cards out, and I had one card that said, um. Uh, a a clone uh, a clone technician and then there was another card that said tampers with cloning vats and i was like oh this is a star wars thing what if there was a wackadoo clone guy that like you know crossed a force user human with a rancor and i had a rancor shooting force lightning that would scare the crap out of everybody and so that you know that was the that was the monster they had to nice. kill uh, there's obviously more story to that but um, but that broke my writer's block. I was like, oh, how do I get to a mutated Rancor shooting force lightning? And then <laughs> I was able to fill in other gaps. And everybody's yeah. like, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. And that was fun. I, I want them to all feel the oh my gosh, I'm going to die moment every, at least once a session.
2: Even though it's impossible to die in Star Wars,
0: but that's another
2: story. It for is another very day. possible.
3: It just depends on, on on how mean I am. You just have to
0: fall down a hole with no bottom. That's right. <laughs> Te- cut the guy in. Technically, you're still alive. Technically, cut you're the
2: guy
3: alive. in half, fall down a hole. They'll bring you back in the cartoon.
0: Exactly. Give you yeah. spider
3: legs
2: and you're good to go. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. It.
3: yeah. They literally worked with a clone of that guy in that episode. So uh, fantastic. We, we won't tell war stories, but. Um, hey writer's block is a real thing if you're gming and if you gm for years and years like i do you run out of ideas and or your player group gets to know all your your bag of tricks and so you've got to come up with something to to keep to keep it fresh for yourself and that's what did it for me and i i've I've talked about that on a previous episode and here i am saying i have not lost my enthusiasm for that product i'm still highly enthusiastic
2: yeah if you're wondering what those are go back and listen to the lore smith episode because yeah. we did a nice review of them.
3: Yeah. We won't, awesome. we won't belabor this episode with that.
2: Sounds like a good geek week, my buddy.
3: Uh, it was pretty geeky, considering.
2: Yeah. Well, I will, I'll I'll go next, Lincoln, because I'm, I'm going to just tee it up for you, buddy. Um, I First off, last week, I pushed through and I finished painting my Caradron Overlords Warband. And they look great. Unfortunately, Lincoln, I failed to show them to you. <laughs> Even though I had them there. <laughs> Uh, for Warcry and um, but I wanted to get him done because starting Friday I went to what I'm calling Lincoln a miniature convention I guess you could say yeah yeah I mean it wasn't like a big thing but it was kind of a big thing we uh, we I went to Lincoln's house Friday afternoon, and we ended up gaming through. I, I ended up leaving at about 12:30 Saturday night.
1: You I lucky stayed at his place, devil. and
2: yeah, yeah, we played some great games. Um, let's see. I played Friday night. I played um, some 40k Warhammer 40k. I played some Age of Sigmar. Uh oh, we played Nemesis. Did you ever see that game, Dan? On advertised on Facebook and Kickstarter. It's like a space horror game it was pretty fun sort of like
0: alien yeah 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 yep
2: so that that was a lot of fun we played nemesis uh so I, yeah i got uh, warhammer 40k game in a uh, nemesis game in uh age of sigmar game in uh when i played age of sigmar you got an
0: intro to uh um super fantasy brawl
2: oh yeah definitely intro to super fantasy brawl uh let's see when i played age of sigmar i played against uh uh caleb walters who is um one, I would say one of the best uh, Sigma players in the country, don't you think, Lincoln? For sure. Yeah. yeah, he's a good player. He's probably gonna get like a huge head. His brother Scooter just started listening to the podcast, so he's gonna be rolling his eyes like, "Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me." But he brought kind of a goofy list. I brought a goofy list, and I'm just glad that like I ended up going like basically to turn five with him and lost it in the very end. But we uh, we had a really good game. So you were a contender. Yeah, and I realized that if I um, this is a list of Night Hunt, the Ghost that I would never put together, you know. I mean, it's it wasn't like a dumb list that's gonna lose. In fact, it didn't lose, but it's one that I wouldn't put together. And I realized that if I just made a l- couple little tweaks, it could be a tournament list. So, because Lincoln, I took a whole bunch of um, spirit hosts and the Lord right. Executioner. They just didn't have enough umph. You know what I mean? They weren't doing enough right. like damage. But if I switched those out with a bunch of Hex Race and did the Dolores Guard, where the general can, like, bring them back, like, a lot, um, that that would be a pretty legit list, actually. Because I had the Banshees hmm. going with the Vampire Lord, and they were, like, doing some good work. So, anyway. Trial and stay- error, man. Trial yeah. and uh, error. And then on Saturday, uh, we kicked it off by playing some Reichbusters. Busters which is a mythics game Mythic Games uh, game. And uh, this was from the Kickstarter and uh, our buddy Scooter and I played the intro game with Lincoln. We loved it, so we played the next scenario. We then went to lunch, like at <laughs> we we ate breakfast at what time was it? Ten in the morning, Lincoln?
0: Yeah, like ten, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> and then we had we had lunch at like five thirty <laughs> <laughs> You
3: know. It
2: was kind of a weird thing. I mean, it's your game, right? uh, That's
3: dinner. That's dinner, Mm -hmm. actually. So then we played them.
2: Exactly. So then uh, came back and played another scenario. We threw two other guys in with us, played another scenario of it, um, cleaned up from that, and then we played some War Cry, and uh, yeah, had a great time. Uh, It was a lot of fun, and I appreciate Lincoln for uh, telling me to come over and play.
0: You bet you bet yeah I got a, a group of guys that I do to Gen con with every year and uh, we probably had uh, two-thirds of our gen Con crew is close enough that they could come over and so we just play games uh, the idea right is my family they leave usually once a year to go to a dance competition for my daughters my wives and daughters go my wife and daughters go and um, uh, so the house is all mine right for Friday Saturday Sunday so fill it up with guys, sleep on the floor, sleep on the couches, you know, and eat a lot of food and play a lot of games. And this is, I guess, this is the second or third year, I think maybe the third year we did it. So I'm going to try to make it an annual thing, and uh, the invite list will just keep growing and growing. So, again, uh, and then maybe next year you can come along and yeah, do some gaming.
3: I'd love the, to. I'm getting nice my thing. COVID shot, so
2: I'll be yeah. clean. The nice thing about Lincoln's place is he's got a lot of space and a lot of tables. You know, because oh, yeah. like I was thinking about it, Lincoln. If you even had more people there, we could do like up on your dining room table too. Yeah. You know, like right. bring out right. some right. other little games and stuff like that. I mean, you got plenty of space to play with some people. Yeah, we had so. four
0: tables set up in the basement, and we've probably got room for another four. Yeah. <laughs> right in the yeah. basement, and just. Wow. And, we got, yeah, the and they weren't small ones. Like we we're of... playing
2: like we we're playing like full four like eights. yeah, yeah, yeah the four, four by three eight.
3: or four by eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah,
2: it was a good time. Really good time. So, And he's got a wall of games, like tons of games. Like we were pulling out at the end just as I was leaving like, like four or five different games that we could have been playing. Yeah, I've got but, like 120
0: you know. board games on my wall <laughs> right <laughs> in the basement, so I've got a pretty good – Pretty good, and I and I kind of pride myself in that I've got board games that I think don't suck, right? Like I don't have your yeah. mom's Monopoly and your dad's Risk, but you I do lie. have. Don't lie, you actually, had Risk and Monopoly. I actually do lie. have. I actually do have Risk, <laughs> right? Yeah. I don't know if I have Monopoly. I don't think I do, but no, most Somebody of my, showed mo- it.
2: Somebody pulled it out.
0: No, nah, no, nah, you're just making me look bad here, but um, <laughs> I think that uh, you know, I I really kind of when Warhammer when GW killed Eighth Edition of Fantasy. I jumped wholeheartedly into into new cool board games, right, with new mechanics and yeah. RPGs and you know dungeon crawls and that kind of thing. And that so I went from zero to you know 60 on uh, board games. So you know board game geek, I've got like all the top 50 games probably down in my basement plus some some extras. So yeah, and um, and I'm Which one of those cool guys that I can... really really like a game, I buy two copies. He does. Which is really weird, right? I'm a hoarder at that because I have this feeling that someday I'm gonna be old, or old, right, and I'm gonna to wanna to be like, oh, I've got a brand new game we can open up, and then open up like my brand new copy of Dwarven Smithy, right, with the metal coins and everything, right? So
3: yeah, nice. I'm behind yeah. that. You gotta yeah. kind of, you, you gotta play. Look. It, I was carrying around books from nineteen eighty eight that I finally offloaded on eBay uh, a year ago, quite frankly. So there's nothing wrong with holding on to stuff for freaking ever if it's awesome.
0: Right. I mean like when I had my first read my first Forgotten Realms book from R. A. Salvatore, right? Like yeah. I had this book and I was reading I think it was like Halfling's Gem or something, and I was reading it in my car at a stoplight. Like I would literally stop and I'd pull the book out during the red light, right? And I'd read like five or six sentences and then put it down and drive to the next stoplight, pull out my book, right? And by the time that I got done with the book, it was just hammered. And I was like, listen, I want I want a nice hardback copy of the book that I'm gonna put on my shelf that I'm probably never gonna read, but I'll have that book, right? Cause I love yeah. it so much. And so I feel that same way because again, I'm a geek, right? About really great board games. Like I wanna have a pristine copy then maybe it's never played, but it's special, so I want a, I want a copy of it. So, and, and you one know, of those, the nice yeah. thing too,
2: though, is that um, your kids probably weren't getting into Warhammer Fantasy Edition with you, but they do get into the board games with you, too.
0: Absolutely, right? We do a lot you of know. game family game nights, yeah. So, I know if there's, there's a meme going around, and it says, like, um, uh, whose idea was family game night, and it shows like this. Flip table with like Monopoly pieces all over the front room, you know, and pillows ripped up, you know, and that kind of thing. And and, um, there may be a little bit of that that happens occasionally, right? But for the most part, um, it's just a great thing, man. You know, games are great. Great Games are great solo. Games are are great with friends, and they're definitely great with family.
3: Well, you know what? My favorite thing. Go ahead, Dan. I was like, oh, considering the Kickstarter view of the universe. You know, you buy when it's in print, and if you don't buy, you ain't going to get it. Either that or you have to treasure hunt the rest of your life to find what you want. So it makes sense to buy two copies of things.
0: And I'm one of those all-in kind of guys. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see, like, when I play games, I pull out. If I can, i pull out. I've got the mats, and I've got the extra models and the coins. You know, I believe that if you're going to do it. Like, I'm an adult, right? I can buy what I want, right? Most of the time. I'm going to buy what I want, and I'm not going to just go for the base game. So, and I, I feel like when I pull a game out and it looks amazing, and it's got all the extra models and everything, I feel like it's more enjoyable for everybody that plays it. Yeah. So, I'm an all-inner.
2: For sure. The only downside of the whole weekend, the only downside was trying to put away Reichbusters back into its
0: packaging. <laughs> At least we only had to do it once, right?
2: That's true. The funny thing is, is like um, they come, you know, the Kickstarter boxes. They all come in like the models come in plastic trays to protect them and everything like that. And it's great; they're like fit perfectly in these boxes. But once you get them all out, you're like, wait, how do I put these back together again? You yeah. know, I felt like yeah. all the King's Men trying to put Humpty back together again because you're like, does it fit here? No. Does it fit this way? No. Does it fit that way? No. Like and like, I'd have to. I, I started getting into puzzle mode. Where I'm like, okay, I feel like this, no. Like this, no. Like this, no. And then I like had to walk away. And like your buddy Al was like, dude, I've done that like three times. (laughs) I had to walk away and then come back to it.
0: (laughs) It's the game in the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The hardest thing, right,
0: and a guy who owns a lot of games – the hardest thing is to learn to play a brand new game and to get somebody who's willing to play that game with you and they know you don't know how to play it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like a you know an hour game takes three and a half hours, maybe four hours, because you're learning it for the first time. Right, right. And um, so I love YouTube Learn to Plays. <laughs> They're pretty and, awesome. And, yeah. And I love the long ones. Like, I go when I'm looking to play a game or to learn a game to teach friends, even if I don't always teach it quite right, right, like Nemesis, right? Yeah. I will watch, yeah. like, the four-hour learn-to-plays, like, part one, part two, part three, part four, yeah. part, part five, right? Uh, Rolling Solo, I watched a bunch of his stuff, man, on Nemesis. And it's without that, I, I think it's such an aid to the gamer to be able to, to use well, YouTube and watch other people a play and learn how to play. Yeah,
2: it's never a fun thing where you're like, hey, listen, I got this new game. Let's play it. And then you're trying to read the rules and explain it. And you kind of have the feeling of like, well, I want them to have a good experience. But I also don't know how this game is played. So you're trying to like explain it and keep a positive attitude. But you're getting frustrated because you don't know all the rules. You know what I mean? And even though your friends may be totally understanding and we're like, hey, dude, we're here to learn this together. It's not a big deal. You still kind of feel like a bit of a schlub because you're like, oh, I invited you over to play this game. And. You know, right. it's just not working out very well.
0: And the thing about games so. like that, big games, like uh, what's the one that we played? Twilight Imperium 4, right? Yeah, yeah. Great game, right? And Dan, you had to go through this, right? Where you're doing all the prep work, trying to be up on all the rules and everything else. And then, like, you're counting on your your your, uh, your audience, right? who's Whoever's playing with you to read up a little bit or watch a video before you come. To kind of get a base understanding of how the rules work. So we're not starting from zero, right? Yeah. And trying to play a game and so... I don't know how yeah. we got on the, my theory on board games on this whole <laughs> geek week thing. But uh, but I've got a theory on board games. If well, we had to a,
2: listen, we had a great time at LinkCon. And yeah. uh, I'm trademarking that from now on. And uh, I think your buddies had a good time, too. Um, it was good great. to get to know them. They were all really good guys. I had a yes. really great time playing with Will and Al, especially. Like, they... Um, like Brian was super into Forty K, so I had a great game with him. But after that, I, I he was pretty much all Forty K after that. Um, but Will and Out like um, had a great time playing Nemesis with them and Reichbusters and and uh, yeah, yeah, you, you got some good friends up there um, in guys. your old gaming group.
0: Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, they're great guys.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dan, let's do some news, buddy.
3: All right. All right. It's time to do the news. I'll skip the the news uh, audio cue I had queued. News, 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 news. (laughs) News, (laughs) news, news. Uh I got news coming out of my nose. Okay, Gen Con 2021 will officially be an in-person physical convention again this year, taking place in Indianapolis, Indiana from September 16th to 19th. While many of the areas of the United States are still under lockdown conditions, the vaccination program for COVID-19 is going strong, and the government announced an estimated date for full adult vaccination of May 1st, making the autumn return of the convention a safer prospect. In order to maintain safety for guests and exhibitors, there will be a lower attendance cap and other possible restrictions on activities depending on guidance from local state and federal government agencies as well as the centers of disease control for those who are unable to make travel arrangements the convention will continue to run gen con online with live stream and remote accessible events and the gen con pop-up program to bring convention exclusives to local gaming stores there are also multiple options for those who already purchased badges badges such as those who rolled over badge purchases from 2020 including the option to roll over the badge to 2022, exchanging the full value of the purchase, non-refundable, non-transferable, does not expire, credit with Gen Con for future event purchases or a refund of the badge price minus a 5% processing fee. Whew. That's Gen Con news.
2: You know, um, I think this is really interesting because Nova Open, we talked about this last week. I know you weren't on it, neither was Lincoln, but Jason and I talked about Nova Open being canceled um and so i think it's interesting that gen con which is arguably a bigger convention much bigger convention um and it w- it's taking place two weeks after what nova open would be and they are still going
3: yeah so, well you know everybody's kind of got their own i'm sure th- the scale of nova open is so minuscule compared to the scale of gen con I mean, I hate to break the news to you, Nova Open fan. Oh, fans, absolutely! I'm a Nova Open fan too. I was, I was the first guy in our group who started going to Nova Open. And I was like, guys, you guys got to check out Nova Open. It's amazing. But yeah. I just, it's just not. I think there's a critical mass, and I do think Gen Con, if Gen Con was as a quarter of the size as it was of 2019, it would still be a gigantes convention.
2: There's still. I mean, if it was quarter the size, there would still be, like, 30,000 people.
3: Yeah, you'd be a mind-blowing, massive Which I massive think Nova convention. Open
2: is, what, Lincoln, like 10,000 maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah, probably something
2: like that, yeah. It's closer, like it's closer to five. You think so? Over the weekend? I
1: think Dude, there's,
2: so. like, there's, well, there's, like, 1,200, like, 40K players
1: alone.
3: Yeah, but still, there's... That's true. I, I, my bulk. guess is it's I, I, if I had to if I was a betting man from Las Vegas, Nevada, I am from Las Vegas, but I don't bet. Um, I would say about I say, I thought it was two to three is what I had heard, so five would sound right to me if it's grown yeah. a bit. But I'm not trying to poo-poo your point, but still, uh, no. I mean, it's true. It's mass. It's, tr- it's I mean, it's,
2: so uh, Le- Lincoln's got uh, theories and feelings about Nova Open, which we will not address here, but. Um, Yeah, I'm a little bitter with Nova Open because they just took my mini and ran. Bring back price
0: support. Bring back price support. Yeah, well,
2: you know, I mean, I had like $300 that I had rolled over from two previous years. You know what I mean? Because I had missed a a thing. And so I rolled it over, and I had bought a bunch of tickets that were much higher price last year,
3: and then rolled that over.
2: And then this year they're like, yes, it's canceled, and we're not basically giving money back to anybody.
1: So...
3: Okay. Yeah, I'm not happy about that. Uh, yeah, yeah I, you, you can only know do that so many times.
2: I don't know if I'll be going back to Nova Open. We'll see.
3: Well, Maybe, I've, I've,
2: maybe we'll make LinkCon a big thing, Lincoln.
3: Yeah, LinkCon, <laughs> that's where it's at. I. It's hard. Nova Open, for me, the first year I did it was amazing amounts of fun. The second year I did it, I did it kind of part-time. I tried to split going to work one day, Nova opening the next day, right. like going yep. back. You know, I tried to mix it up that sucked and the last time i did it almost made me not want to play my favorite games anymore oh, yeah. cuz it was such a yeah. slog and um, just the way they organize the events it's just it's too much endurance yeah and maybe you guys on the on the warhammer and the, the age of sigmar side don't have that experience but for me it just felt like a marathon i got tired it it didn't feel like fun it felt like a marathon
2: dude i played 11 games over 3 days
3: and we're four talking days. long, two plus hour, three plus hour yeah. games. Right yeah,
2: yeah. I and eleven days over three days was, or eleven games over three days, four days, I was done. Yeah. I was. Yeah. Done. I, like, that, I was say
0: Yeah, I would think. I'd say their gaming schedule is on par with most, uh, most large, convention. Tur- yeah. most convention time, yeah. time kind of tournaments. And in fact, I have mean, been doing gaming for quite a while. That now when I go to Adepticon, I don't schedule one of my days. Right, so yeah. I'll have like two days with games, and one day I won't schedule anything. And yeah. the hopes is that, one, I'll be able to see all the vendors, I can see all the stuff, buy some games, and then maybe get some pickup games that yeah. aren't going to be the game that I'm entering the tournament in.
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I think, I, I, and I had said this, that I wasn't going to do as many events. This was last year, and I had signed up for a cool painting class that I was really looking forward to. Um, and that was part of the reason why my tickets were so expensive. Cause it was like a three day painting like thing, you know, and I was really looking forward to it, but
1: yeah, not going to
3: happen. Yeah. That it's money's gone.
2: Yeah. All right, Dan, what else have we got?
3: Uh, Paizo announced the Pathfinder second edition, uh, combat tracker app to recreate the utility of the combat pad. The app is meant to recreate the usefulness of the combat pads dry erase magnets for initiative, hit point and status tracking on Android and iOS devices and improve upon it with online functionality. Users can use huh. the game master, game master mode to simply use the tracker as a digital replacement for the combat pad or players at the same game can link this their apps cool. together for e- so everyone can see Via the board, um, uh, see the board via Bluetooth in person or over the internet for remote games. Yes, even across platforms. That's The app amazing. is available now for two ninety nine at the Apple App Store and from Google Play. Not too I wish, shabby.
2: I mean, so we were talking about the other day. Like Lincoln had been asking for this for a while, being able to see each other's rolls. You know. Yeah. And they have like in D and D Beyond, if you use the dice roller, it has a game log, so it shows like. You know, Lincoln rolled a 13, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I wish it were a little bit better of a like interface. Don't you think, Lincoln?
0: Yeah, definitely. But it's still good it's enough that enough I can that... cheer when somebody else rolls a 20, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, when, sure. when you're in a clutch moment with your group and somebody rolls a natural 20 right at the table, everybody's like, yeah, suck it. You know what I mean? And yeah. With D&D yeah. at least I get to have some of that, even though, right, we're virtual. So yeah. I, I yeah, definitely yeah. will take. I definitely will take it. I'll take it. But um, yeah, we've uh, been nothing using. Nothing beats being face to oh, face.
3: I'm yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. I'm sorry. Uh, we've been using dice.skyjedi.com for uh-huh. our Star Wars RPG, and there's also a Genesis version of skyjedi.com, and that's it. We use it. It has. Um, you can see the dice. You can see the rolls. It calculates. All the different, um, you know, successes and threats and and, and despairs and, and whatever, and it also has a tracker for, uh, you know, for you know wound points and stuff like that. Right. So it's it's super fun to watch somebody. Like to to your point, Lincoln, I was like, it's it's way more fun to watch somebody uh, blow the heck out of a roll um, than than just hear about it. It's different when you're when you're on a digital interface. It's better. It's closer to the real thing.
0: For
2: sure. I like that you can link the apps together. That's pretty sweet.
3: Hey, man, cross-platform. We we know it, it can be done. We just want somebody to do it. It sounds yeah. like Paizo is stepping up to the plate and making it yeah. happen. We all knew, knew it could happen, but nobody wanted to bite the bullet. So I envision a world where it doesn't matter what device you come with. You show up. To a game, you sit around and you roll the dice on the app, and everything's already pre-calculated for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, oh, I attack that monster, and you know, you pick your attack, you tap your thing, and it already calculates your your damage and everything like that. That to, to me, that's what RPGs are going to look like ten years from now ish. And yeah. the sooner we get there, the better. I do like rolling plastic polygons. It's it has a charm to it too. But I honestly believe that the future is coming and we shouldn't cling too hard we're all to plastic have, dice. Yeah, we're
2: all going to have our iPads in front of us and tap some buttons and let it roll, you know. It, so. it'll,
3: it'll get to a point where it just feels weird to pick up the plastic dice. I don't know if that'll be this year. I don't know if it'll be 10 years from now, but the, that moment will come. And guess what? Everybody will have a cross-platform app on whatever piece of hardware they come to the game yeah. with. So, okay. Next piece of news, Modifius released a new quick start box set for the Star Trek Adventures role-playing game,
1: specifically
3: uh, the core rules centered on the Klingon Empire. The 37-page free PDF features a streamlined version of the 2D20 system rules presented in the Star Trek Adventures Klingon core rulebook released last year. The download also includes the introductory adventure, the tip of the bat left, and six pre-generated Klingon warrior player oh, awesome. characters, uh, project manager, Jim Johnson also posted a blog entry discussing the process for creating the quick start. And if you
2: um, really want to make this immersive, you can go to Duolingo and you and your friends can learn Klingon to play.
3: Duolingo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to learn Belter next.
2: Yeah. So yeah, the Belter funny thing Walla. about Belter, did I tell you this? Uh, that like, because I speak French, I understand half of what they're saying in Belter. Oh, that's it's awesome. it's like a weird, like, pigeon French Creole. There's some Chinese in there. There's some Spanish in there, wow. but there's a lot of French. And so it's funny, because like when they say Copan, yeah. like, you know, that Copan in French is friend, you know, like, yeah, or yeah, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so or they're okay. like, you, like, what you pensé? You know, like, what you pensé? <laughs> it means like, what are you thinking? like pense is, you know.
3: I I now I feel so like really I thought they had made up all those words. Now I now I even have more respect for it. Now that I know it's. Oh, like, listen, it's legit.
2: Like yeah. I, it it to me is a legit um creole. Yeah. Like the way that they blended the languages together and they took like so what they did um amazingly is that the um the they took the verbs and they used the infinitive version right? Which is in French, it's not the conjugated version to the person. And so that is what a typical Creole language would do. You know what I mean? Like uh, if you look at the, if you look at the African, like Haitian Creole that people speak, that's what they, that's what they do. So they did a great modeling off of like, you know, if these people went out into space and they were kind of like living together and they didn't speak each other's languages, like how would it evolve? Like that was, they did a great job with it.
3: Holy crap, so. that was a that was a pretty good tangent getting into our Expanse, geeking out for all of you guys who <laughs> haven't watched the Expanse yet. The Belters, the people that live in the Belt and in the Outer Planets have their own language and accent. Um, but anyway, circling back to the news, uh, I, think, I think the Klingons could get me back into Star Trek. I definitely think. Nice. I don't think I could get back into Star Trek via the Federation because it's just a little too clean. But I think running a Klingon game would be like Murder Hobo with Honor and yeah. that would be fun.
2: Yeah, and uh the cool thing about it is you could set them as like a um like a Klingon war band. Yeah. That is out there and like something happens where they're maybe not quite a part of the Klingon Empire, but they're not not part of the Klingon Empire, they're yeah, kind of yeah. doing their own thing and they got like there's a lot of potential with that. Whereas, like, if you're flying around in a Federation starship, like, uh, you know that the Federation wouldn't be too jazzed if you're out <laughs> doing your own thing.
3: You know well, what I mean? Hey, I, the worst Star Trek movie is Star Trek Five, and the bad guy Klingons were doing exactly what you said. They yeah. were just like, "Hey, screw! We have a ship. We can go kill guys. Let's go mess with Kirk." <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. All, All right, time. that's the news. There's Oh, no, there's one nice. more news item on nah, Xbox. Nah, I got it.
2: That's nah, fine. Oh, well, I'll talk about it. Xbox Live just rebranded as the Xbox Network, which is kind of interesting. What they're trying to do is get away from the um, Xbox Live branding that is associated with the gold subscription model. So um, they, and they are dropping, from what I understand, they're dropping the xbox live uh subscription service requirement for free-to-play games so like if you want to play like a Fortnite or um what are what are those uh other free like uh, world of tanks or you know all those other free-to-play games you don't have to actually have a um xbox live subscription now i I, i'm not gonna lie that's
3: been keeping me out of xbox by that all all those extra taxes it's been keeping me out of it
2: so they um, it's in beta right now um, I don't know I don't know if anybody has a date for when it is, will go like official but some of the the beta preview users have noticed that their Xbox live now says Xbox network um, and so they're just rebranding a lot of stuff but you know it's funny I was talking with my son and his friends in the car today and we're talking about how much the uh, Xbox games pass is just crushing it you know, it's totally worth the money every month.
1: Mm.
2: So, mm.
3: anyway, if you've um, got it, go for it. I think that's great. That's that's really good news, actually. Yeah, that's exciting. It's lowering the barrier to entry because people are like, you know, what? If I just go get a PlayStation, they're not gonna lay all this crap on me. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I'm, so. I I I I give it the my seal of approval.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, uh, Dan. Thank you for the news. That was some good stuff, some interesting stuff, and uh, let's get to our main topic of the day. So this came about a little bit when um, at the at the end of our last RPG session, we're running um, <laughs> we're running uh, the D and D game, and uh, Lincoln almost killed one of our players. And I'm saying that very clearly because Lincoln um, is kind of a murder hobo, even with his own party. Sweet. (laughs) Now, it wasn't his fault. He actually ended up saving his fellow player. Um, It was our buddy Mike. He decided to uh, use his crazy monk ability and try to punch to death an ice bridge that had a Yeti on it and himself included. So that when Mike ended up walking on there after Mike – or, or, sorry, when Lincoln ended up walking on the ice bridge after – uh, the Yeti paralyzed Mike, um, Lincoln accidentally cracked the bridge and the Yeti fell to his death and all this stuff, you know. Wait, oh, and- right, wait,
0: but- right, wait, 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 just to clarify here. Yeah. There's a Yeti, giant Yeti on this bridge who falls off.
1: Uh-huh. There's
0: a frozen monk on this bridge, yep. like sheath and ice or whatever. Yep. And I walk with my human feet. Onto yes. the bridge, yes. and the and the bridge breaks and f- and falls. And it was I'm, just one step too much. And I'm the murder hobo for walking on the bridge.
2: <laughs> so, so we were joking the whole time that that Mike's next character was gonna have to be, um, what did we call it? What what were we saying? It was it
0: an was, all strength bard, right? An
2: all strength bard. <laughs> like we're gonna make him play an all-strength bard right we're like and we were joking that like he was like so ripped out that he went through guitar strings like crazy (laughs) you know
0: (laughs) he just just hits somebody with his loot right he's always going through loots right you know yeah
2: so it kind of made me think and i said what other crazy crazy combos could we come up with and so we decided to do our main topic tonight which is heroes or zeros is what we're calling it. <laughs> are these heroes or are they zeros? So we've put together three characters that don't really match their stats or their or their um, uh, uh, builds, essentially, you know. And so, um, Dan, why don't we kick off with your character? Why don't you tell us who who it is and the stat? And our goal is we're gonna run a little intro adventure and see how they do.
3: Alright, so uh, the longest D&D character I ever played was a tiefling, and you know tieflings and warlocks go together like peanut butter and jelly, so I thought it would be funny to have a paladin tiefling, so instead of somebody who's like a little on the dark side, this is like a totally sanctimonious, holier than that tiefling who's always looking down on everybody, like like a total straight up lawful good tiefling, and everybody's like, you know, you're a half devil. You'd be like, what? What are you talking about? What do you? You're so racist. Um, I've been
2: through hell, so you don't have to.
3: Exactly, um, and so you know, here's a character who's completely. Um, Just a a walking anachronism, and I think that that just kind of tickles my fancy just a little bit. But actually, having a decent charisma score isn't too bad if you're a paladin, if I'm not mistaken, right? What are what are? Yeah,
2: they use that charisma I think as their as their magic um, bonuses.
3: So I think I failed to get to full zero because tieflings have a little bit of extra bump in Charisma land. Uh, using the old rules, of course. Uh, uh, um, so yeah. I should have come up with a more messed up combo than paladin t so. I do,
2: um, but, I do. The narrative combo, though, is very strong there.
3: Yeah, you and know, sometimes that, that can be more fun. And you could always level somebody up not to be good.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, what, all what right. do you so want to my... know?
3: Okay, oh, you, uh, we're going to go around? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good.
2: So. Uh my character is named Arangelo. Um otherwise known as Orange Jello.
3: <laughs> I thought it would be like I thought it was like a D'Angelo thing. A D'Angelo yeah. Schmeckers or whatever his name was from The Office yeah. when Will Ferrell right. was on The Office.
2: Yeah, Arangelo. Um he is an orange uh dragonborn and he is a bard. So um, he's pretty amazing in that his stats are horrible. <laughs> his best stat is his uh, plus two charisma. There you go. So, um, but can you imagine a a dragonborn singing a song like that, that gravelly, dragony voice?
0: <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> can somebody <laughs> shut up the komodo?
2: I was dragon. thinking about the
0: two of you, right? Like you're playing a song that nobody can really understand. And there's like yeah. this burning village, and this poor little ten-year-old girl with blonde hair is running, <laughs> running for help, right into the arms of a devil. Right, yeah, Valid, right. <laughs> right? You know, save, save me. She may turn around and run right back into the burning village.
3: You're you're, you're sitting behind the piano, and your your fire breath comes out, and you light you light the piano and the sheet music is. on fire. I was gonna say microphone, but that that would be breaking, uh, break, yeah. breaking the uh, the universe there.
2: Yep. So he's really excited to um, get going and you know show the world his his mediocre
0: skills. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So I've got a uh, I went with a rogue, and I thought <laughs> it'd be great to play a rogue that was a Goliath.
1: <laughs> so uh,
0: <laughs> so I am a seven foot eight, three hundred and fifty pound. <laughs> Rogue, sneaky, sneaky, um, and my uh, my range weapon of choice is actually uh, six darts. <laughs> so, so it's like my dex- my dexterity modifier is is a negative one. Yes. <laughs> so oh, I like so it. So I've got I've got 16 straight. I've got 15 cons. So I'm still a big guy, right? But I've got minus one for my dexterity modifier. That's uh, hilarious. It's, it's gonna be. Tragic. I can't wait. And uh, His name is Nomal Merrick, which is uh, lemon cream spelled backwards, because <laughs> <So>, why not? <laughs> so, Nommel,
2: uh, Nommel is like that St. Bernard that thinks he's a lap dog.
0: Right, it's going to be <laughs> terrible, dude. I'm looking at this thing and I'm just shaking my head like, What? It is this? But he's got plus one to sleight of hand, so that I, I count- want to see him that, pickpocket.
3: That, that that's gonna
0: counter hands. the plus one for sleight of hand is gonna counter the minus one in my dexterity test that goes with it. <laughs> so it's gonna be great. Okay, so here's the
2: scenario. We're gonna run a little scenario real quick, all right? And yep. I, I kind of made this up on the on the fly as uh, as coming home tonight from my son's rugby practice. But here's the scenario: we are a group of heroes maybe zeros that have just been given an assignment that we need to go into a specific tavern the drunken willow we have to go into the drunken willow and we apparently um, have been informed that there is a spy in there that we need to apprehend and that is our mission excellent we don't unfortunately have any description of the spy we just know that uh, we've just received intelligence that there's someone in there that is a spy. All so right. that's our job.
1: Right. So I
2: love it. I'm going to follow your guys' lead a little bit because I'm also running this uh, little encounter you know, that we're doing and also kind of playing with my dragonborn. But um, so I'm, I'm going to follow your lead a little bit. All
3: right. I'm trying to get my dice roller up here. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: So I gotta tell you, someone something special about, about Normal, and uh-huh. that uh, he likes this idea of being a rogue and being all dressed in black. Nice. But, uh, he, he went to Omar the tent maker to get a black robe made, and um, all he got was a uh, sort of like a lavenderish purple, <laughs> was the only color that he had that was large large enough cloth that he could actually make the robe out of. So he is a uh, a Goliath rogue in a lavender purple. Uh, very, very roguelike like <laughs> rogue-like, rogue. That uh, he thinks he's sneakier than he is, and so it's kind of like, like it. A, you know, yeah, we got, we my got tiefling
3: looks up at you, but technically is trying to look down at you when looking up at you. For, <laughs> for...
2: <laughs> uh, my dragonborn, by the way, doesn't have a guitar; he plays the sitar.
0: Nice. I thought you, you know. were gonna say nose flute. So that's
1: <laughs> something. Yeah, he plays <laughs> the sitar and the nose flute.
2: And is a specialist in Mongolian uh, throat singing. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) (laughs) To give us inspiration.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, all right. Uh, Yeah, so my guy um, sees an opportunity in the tavern, and he decides that he's going to go in and start wooing the crowd with his musical talents. Mm. Okay. So he's, uh, he looks at you guys and be like, "Don't worry, I got this." And he, um, he goes in and uh, tells wait, the, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. yeah,
3: wait, 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 do we know who we're looking for? There's just have, like, a an... spy in there. There's no, a spy. In, No
2: other. We got to figure out who it is.
3: Okay, I do have a plus three charisma. I like it. Uh, and a plus five persuasion. Okay. Which is, I'm not doing a very good job here of uh, being a crappy character but i am going to try to persuade the barkeep to give me some info
2: explain to me how your tiefling looks does she is it a he or she
3: let's let's play a he cuz i okay. i've I, I, I nothing against gender bending but it just may, pronouns are easier when when player characters match their player gender but that, that, so, that's 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 a personal preference that's, yeah. don't, don't don't cancel me that's just my personal preference <laughs> All
2: right, so he he goes in. What does he look like exactly?
3: Um, I'm going to say he looks like a very like devilish, like straight up devilish tiefling, but he's dressed in very uh, uh, <laughs> white adorned things where it looks like he it looks like he gets up in the morning and doesn't look at himself in the mirror and doesn't realize he looks ridiculous. Like <laughs> he should be wearing like leather or something a little edgy, but in, but he's wearing a very blousy white shirt. And nice. and he's he's got, you know, fangs and big, huge black horns and devil eyes. But of course he's very dainty. And uh, well, he does have a strength of, uh, he's, he's, he's got a strength of 15. So he's not that dainty, but in his mannerisms, he's dainty. Uh, and
2: and right. haughty, and haughty. Oh, nice. All right. So the barkeep looks at you coming uh, as you come in, and has a very puzzled look on his face.
3: And I'm going to roll, uh, roll uh, um, persuasion. Okay. And oh, I got a twenty-three. I rolled wow. a eighteen. Nice. So what does that get me?
2: I don't know. We... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a success for sure.
3: I- I've succeeded in pumping the barkeep for information. I'm okay. asking if he knows of any uh, um, nefarious characters, uh, shady folk.
2: So he kind of chuckles. He goes, "Nefarious characters." Checked out the inn. He kind of like, like, kind of gestures towards the the room you know it's not totally crowded there's like a few people here or there that are kind of mingling but you look and you realize that this is not like your normal tavern like there all these people look super shady oh like everybody does like this must Dang. be the watering hole of like the local thieves den or something like that you oh. know and he just kind of laughs at you like <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> like
3: like yes. you don't you clearly you don't succeeded. know where you walked into they're all yeah. here there's that guy and that girl and that guy and that girl and that guy and that guy and that guy, and that guy.
2: Meanwhile, um the barkeep looks up and he sees this dragonborn pulling out a sitar and shooing off the uh the local musician that is well loved to start playing his own songs. So All that's right. happening.
3: Um are you gonna roll performance to see how bad you're, you're playing?
2: Uh it just a minute he's got a tune he's gotta tune it, so yeah. <laughs> You know. with
3: his with his throat singing, <laughs> and his
2: and his claws, you know, as he's tuning his music. Oh yeah,
3: yeah he doesn't need a guitar pick. <laughs> that's right, that's right.
2: All right, Lincoln, what are you up to?
0: Normal decides that he's going to try to blend in, <laughs> so he uh, he takes his uh, his light uh, purple fuchsia cowl, and he pulls it over his head his head of his seven foot eight frame and he just sort of pushes himself up against the wall and notices that his, his cowl is the similar color to the curtains nice. so so he's just sort of shuffling along the wall slowly <laughs> trying, trying to not be seen but trying to listen to everything every conversation as he it's like watching a tapestry quietly, move across quiet, the room Quietly shuffles by, right? Wow. So maybe I can take a perception check to uh, to listen for some uh, conversation, maybe uh, around Before him.
2: before you do that, you need to roll me a stealth check, <laughs> okay. because I need to know how sneaky you're being.
0: <laughs> right, so, right, so stealth at minus one. Yep. So I, I pulled off a fifteen. Sixteen oh. minus one, so Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it was the so... it was the it was your outfit. The curtains definitely match the drapes in this case.
1: Right? <laughs> Oh! oh.
3: <laughs> he went there. Curtains usually are drapes, so curtains match the drapes. Oh, I think gosh. we're good there. So, uh, uh, this, I think right. you meant to say carpet, but we I won't go get there. The carpet. Right? We're get the carpet but you know yeah. what?
2: Like we got, we knew you we were going. So, uh, so you know, there's a bunch of people that stared at you at first, like what in the heck is going on? But you were so determined to blend in that they just started forgetting about you. <laughs> you know, you did a really good job of blending in,
3: like a oh, potted plant yeah. in a cartoon with two little feet that go ding 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 a ling a ling. You were and probably the you,
2: you were probably super relieved that you didn't get the black outfit; that it stayed purple. <laughs> stayed
3: <You> purple. <laughs> there you go. Uh,
2: as as uh, as uh, um, uh, Meryl Meryl. Yeah. Yeah. nomel As Nomal is uh, moving into place. You start to hear... <coughs> I,
1: it,
3: I, <laughs> I, I start clapping along like, this is my yeah. favorite tune!
2: And uh, let's see how he does with his performance. Oh, yeah, that's great. He got a like a three. Yeah. So... <laughs> uh, so... Uh, You know, uh, the barkeep starts looking at him like, uh, who is this crazy person that just got on the stage Um, and kind of kicked off my thing? So he's very distracted uh, um, by this. Uh, He's so distracted in fact that he does not even notice that uh, Meryl is uh, hiding next to the curtains and that uh, he misses the condescension that is just emanating from this tiefling. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Aranj. <laughs> well done. Yep. Alright, what, what's next?
0: All right, I'm going to make a perception check and try to listen eavesdrop on some conversation nearby. Uh, and uh, now that I know I've stealthily uh, positioned myself in the drapes. Yep. Ah, uh, yeah. So I got a five. Two plus
2: three. <laughs> 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 so your your unique perception has <laughs> your unique perception has definitely picked up on a conversation but it's probably not the one you're looking for you hear this you hear but the doctor told me it should have gone away by now i just can't <laughs> stop scratching
1: it burns <laughs>
2: You know the other one. The other one. Uh, the other guy that's sitting at that table with him is like, "Did you try talk powder? I told you to try the talk powder, <laughs> but you don't seem to be using the talk powder." Yeah. So that's the perception. That's the one. That's the one conversation you can pick up in the room right now. So <laughs> especially gonna... over, especially over the wonderful melodies that's coming from the Mongolian throat singing.
3: So I, I'm gonna characters? I'm gonna use my talmuturgy uh, cantrip and okay. to put fire in my hands so when i clap clap with the with the with the singing that it's just fires coming out between my fingers cuz i'm so into your into your jam <laughs> nice okay i right. like Very good. i'm like your biggest fan i think that's why we're in the party together you are you are my you're my favorite artist fantastic um it kind of freaks out the people
2: around you it's a little too much. Um, you hear whispers of being fanboy. What's his problem? Yes. Right? I have a and, very
3: puffy, flowy pirate shirt. Let's be very clear about that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and they're just like, what in the heck? You know, and they, they clearly understand that you're associated with that guy because who else would be clapping for them but other than <laughs> a true fan? Right. Yeah. So they end up downing their drinks and leaving. Like they, they can't do this anymore. Yeah. So now we have maybe like eight people left at the tables.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh
2: huh. Two two of them are are scratching itch.
1: You know. <laughs> Six to go. I
3: yep. just realized this pre-gen character off of D and D Beyond has no weapons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nothing.
2: I like it. I like it. All right, what's uh, what's uh, Meryl doing?
0: Normal. It's normal. His le- lemon, yeah. right? his lemon. That's right. Definitely. That's right. So uh, normal. N- normal. Normal. decides that uh, he's gonna sit down next to Itch and Scratch. <laughs> okay. And, um, so uh, he's kind of a heavy set fella. So as yeah. yeah, he's gonna sit down on that bench right between normal right right between Itch and Scratch. Okay. So um. Uh,
2: um, they seem genuinely surprised that you moved away from
0: the wall like you did. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what? The wall came at me. That is the wall. You are the
0: wall. So I'm going to pull out my Three Dragon Anti set. It's a, a game I've got in my bag here. Nice, I'm nice. I pull it out, and I'm going to say, uh, fancy a game? And I put put out my, my Three Dragon Anti set to see if, uh, if they'd like to play a game and uh, be social for a moment.
2: Uh, you look over at the guy as you say that, and uh, good old Scratch over there is just totally going to town scratching something on his skin. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's like, right next to you, just scratching away. Somebody
3: get that man's And man he's, like, guy, uh,
2: he's like, yeah, sure, I, I'd love to. And he, he goes to reach out his really scratchy, itchy hand to grab, like, the pieces on your game set.
0: I, uh, I move to, uh, to slap his hand.
2: <laughs> all right well this is a dexterity check because I just need you to like do this like a rogue would
0: okay here we go uh, six seven minus one
2: all right so you end up um, as he's reaching for the piece you end up slapping his hand so hard that it the piece ends up piercing the bottom of his hand <laughs> Like you slammed his hand down on the piece and he screams out in rage and and surprise and shock Like, why did you do that? You know, and there's causing like this huge commotion now. He's bleeding like a stuck pig. His friend is like gasping in horror. Meanwhile, the dragonborn on the stage is hearing this commotion and thinking that you know he's got to calm the situation down. Just start singing louder, (laughs) Ah, 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 like louder, you know, just to kind of like go over it so that it doesn't cause such
3: a scene. Got to draw attention back to himself. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm that's totally where we're at keen. Right now. I get what you're trying to do, and I'm like, "How can I help?" So I go to the bar, and I'm still doing my Talmaturgy clapping, but this time I I tap the bar a little bit, like uh-huh. tap the bar, clap hands, and I'm trying to light little puddles of alcohol that are on the bar on fire with my Talmaturgy.
2: Oh, so <laughs> that's the thing, though, is this bar is not wiped down very regularly. Exactly. So there's exactly. definitely pools of like old uh, old distilled drinks on here. And that bar lights up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> right? I'm like, goodness gracious, great
3: balls of
1: fire!
2: So so now there's some real panic that's starting to set in. <laughs> and the dragonborn is starting to freak out a little bit. So he starts playing the sitar even louder. <laughs> and, um, and so now the sitar is like competing with his voice, competing with the screaming guy, competing with the bar on fire. It's just devolving into chaos in here.
3: <laughs> this is how we sort out who the bad guy is. When I'm the pot boils, the scum rises to the top.
2: <laughs> Alright, so what you guys got? You've, uh, this is pure chaos right now.
0: So, uh, the, the, the screaming guy is making me just a, just a little bit too much, so I stand up and he says, uh, says, uh, Good game. You lose. And he and he, and, and he headbutts him.
2: All right. All right. Uh yeah, give me a give me a strength check on that one. Oh,
0: I got, I got this strength check. Oh, come on. I got a 3 plus 3. I got a
2: 6. Oh no. So you end up headbutting him so hard that he dies.
3: You <laughs> you murdered the you murdered Itchy.
2: He gets scratchy. Scratchy. Yeah. And is horrified. He jumps out of the window at this
3: point. He's out. He's gone. He's gone. And at that moment, uh, I go. go, I go. that's it. He's our guy. And I chase him.
2: Okay. All right. So the paladin tiefling, sure of his quest, runs the out. Unarmed, of the, door chasing- the unarmed yep. paladin yep. tiefling. Chases, chases after that guy.
3: Yeah. I, I jump out the window, too.
2: Very good, very good. Okay, uh, you end up landing on top of him because he slipped on the snow that was out there. So you caught him right away. Can I roll my plus zero dex? Yo, yeah, go for it. <laughs> See if you really catch him, right, or got, if you end got, up on. I, a... I
3: got an eight on the d20.
2: Okay, so you fell on top of him. Yeah. So you caught him by mistake. <laughs> we,
3: we failed. We're, fa- we're you you failed to succeed. You succeeded in failing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. And uh he looks up at you and he's like, What is going on with you guys? <laughs> I'm like
3: The jig is up. We know what you've done.
2: He's like <laughs> I didn't mean to. It wasn't my fault.
3: That's what they all say.
2: He's like, it was an accident. I was too far from the privy, and I, I sold my pants, and I just had to take it off, and I hid it in the wood pile, and I'm sorry. My aunt found it, and i it was an accident. I didn't mean for her to find it there.
3: The great God looks down on you for your sins.
2: I know. Repent.
3: <laughs> Repent.
2: He, he's like, Let's let me go. It won't happen again. I promise.
3: Oh, no. No, no, no. I'm here to bring righteous wrath upon you.
2: <laughs> he's just cowering in fear right now. Yeah, and I uh, just, especially after what the Goliath did. I just, I just I <laughs> just slap him
3: across the face with great disdain. Just great disdain.
2: Well, a, that's got to be a strength roll that yeah, you got to roll well, for me. Yeah,
3: let's do a +2 strength roll. And I got a 15, I got a 17.
2: Oh, yeah, you slap him real hard. And he's <laughs> just he's crying at this point and and there's pure shame Pure shame.
3: In my mind, I've succeeded in the quest. <laughs> Excellent.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, you see other people pouring out, coughing and wheezing. And, you know, like, they're just, they can't even right now. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, you hear the music is still playing, though. <laughs> like, well, you know, it's not affecting the Dragonborn at all.
0: Well, well, the good thing is that smoke uh, goes to the floor. So big as tall as normal is, right? The fire and the smoke in the bar isn't <laughs> bothering me at all. I can see the uh, the patrons running about right in the bar. And uh, I'm looking for anybody that's, that's extra suspicious uh, on their way out of the bar. Well, give me a perception roll, my friend. I got a 17.
2: Oh, wow. So... You see a guy, um, and he has what seems to be like a rolled up piece of paper that he pulled out of his sleeve, reads it, and tucks it back into his sleeve before he calmly gets up and starts to walk out of the bar.
0: So I yell uh, in my loudest, loudest Goliath voice, Not so fast! <laughs> and, and I want to throw a dart
3: at him. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i love it yes
0: yep all right i rolled a one (laughs) the natural one one plus five one
3: plus five on an attack oh that's the wrong number to roll on the d20
2: so you throw the dart and it misses its mark where were you aiming for
0: i was aiming for his neck
2: yes so you miss the mark and it ends up pinning his sleeve to the wall
0: and I say to myself, oh, perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, uh, I, I make my way across the room, uninhibited by the smoke, to, uh, to apprehend uh, my suspect. As um,
2: Arangelo as sees this happening, he stops because he knows you found the guy. So he runs up to try to bash the dude in with his sitar, Right. And his negative one strength roll gets a five. And so he ends up hitting him in the shoulder really hard. But not enough to do too much damage. It just really hurts. So the guy starts yelling out, like, what are you guys doing?
0: And then I say, game's over. You lose. And I headbutt him.
3: (laughs) 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 This is the go-to move.
0: I like it.
2: Roll a strength for me. Uh,
0: uh, this is unarmed strike.
2: Come on, I
0: got a nine. Four plus five. <laughs> so you
2: knock him. You knock him unconscious. Absolutely. Excellent. Right. Excellent. You just. You just give a good headbutt. Uh, the the other one, even though you rolled lower, you weren't in control of your strength on that one. Mm-hmm. And you went a little too hard. This one, you may have gone a little hard, but it was. It was. You know what you it's, wanted to do. So he's unconscious. He has a separated shoulder, and his arm is pinned up on the wall, right? So he's kind of like laying on the ground with his arm pinned up on the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to reach down. I'm going to just rip his sleeve off yep. and throw him over my shoulder. Okay. All right, because, cool. Pick his body, throw him over my shoulder and uh, make my way outside to the tiefling.
3: Yes, and I say, look, I've got our man. <laughs> I've got him. That I do, have, I do have a minus one intelligence, by the way. I have an intelligence <laughs> score of nine. Just, I am playing my character sheet, by the way. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's
2: whimpering. Um, and uh, and um, uh, Meryl, you see? No, Manno.
1: I can't do lemon backwards. Normal. 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 Lemon yeah. cream. Yeah.
2: Normal. You see that? Uh, the tiefling's caught somebody, and you have somebody over your shoulder. All
0: right, so I'm going to walk up to the tiefling, and uh, I see this guy. He's uh, Is he struggling, or he's just cowered, right? Oh, he's cowering. He's probably wet mm. himself, too. So we'll say uh, two's better than one, and I'm just going to hit him over his head with my fist.
2: <laughs> nice. All right, roll a string.
0: <laughs> All right, I got a fourteen.
2: Wow. All right. So you knock him out as well. As you do that, the arm that had the little note comes out, comes free, right, of the guy that you're carrying. And the little piece of paper rolls out. And the uh, Orangolo picks it up because he's come out with you. By the way, the flames are now shooting out. (laughs) Of the of the inn, like it is going up. Right? A little and cantrip the,
3: goes a long way, folks. A little cantrip. Yeah, you
2: hear the wailing of the barkeep. Like, what has happened to my place? You know, and um, and. Orangela picks up the note and he begins to read it, and it says, "My dearest Edwin, I will strive to meet you at the inn of the of the uh, the wailing drunk." At earliest, at earliest light, please wait for me. Don't move unless you absolutely have to. Your love, Sharice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we broke up, two lovers. Sharice. Yep. Uh. uh yeah. Well,
2: these are the two guys you had, yeah. and there's nobody else in the in the
0: in the tavern. <laughs>
3: successful quest brethren
0: i love it when a plan comes together
3: (laughs) we've been blessed by the great god
0: and i say uh and our wolf pack grew by two and i'll grab the other guy and i'll throw over my shoulder
2: (laughs) 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 oh i love it i love it all right so verdict are they heroes or are they zeros that's great i man. think i mean in their own minds they're definitely heroes. They're definitely
3: heroes i think any rpg you can play a decent character badly <laughs> with just a few dumb choices like it doesn't take that many dumb choices to really screw up an encounter like i regularly get in trouble w- when i'm a player with other people going why are you doing that you're being such an idiot i'm, I'm like well I, I was having fun i sorry yeah
2: well, you know, and you you were doing a good, I mean, you were doing an interesting thing there, which is you're playing your
3: character sheet. Well, yeah. You know? Intelligence and minus one. <laughs> no yeah. weapons. No weapons. No weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had one cantrip, and I'm like, oh, I got to play this this thing. Yep.
0: There you
3: go. Yep. So, you know,
2: I, I think it's, uh, I think it would be interesting to do a one shot of zeroes. Yeah. You know, like was, this is the B team that got called in because the A team died. A little bit like that. Did You guys ever see the movie The Other Guys, with Mark yeah, yeah, Wahlberg yeah, 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 and Will Ferrell? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I haven't. You seen know, it like yet. they were like like they were like the B team cops yeah. because like, the A team yeah. like ended up dying.
0: You Looking know, better than desktop, pop, right? Desk
2: just a little quick, just a quick little desk pop. It's so no
3: <laughs> I gotta watch that.
2: <laughs> it's That's so funny. Much. Oh my gosh, it is so funny. Um, but uh, yeah, so. I think it would be fun to do a zeroes thing, you know. And if the GM is really smart about it, he could come up with just a crazy adventure for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think a you one know? or two shot would be great for making some some zeroes.
3: Definitely, mm-hmm. kind of a, a a a kind of a. I like. I, I hate to say this, but it, if it has a Dumb and Dumber feel to it, I'm so down for that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> where where there's like something serious
2: going on, but they're kind of like the neer do wells that just luck into like things like the yeah. wrong way.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. that'd right.
2: be right. fantastic game.
0: I think that's how the Three Stooges end every one of their episodes, right? They end up like doing it on accident, right? Yeah, like you catch yeah. a bad guy on accident, or whatever, right?
3: <laughs> you know, so,
0: and I think half of the Scooby Doo's are like that too. Yeah, right. right? So, uh,
3: what? Yeah. Old Man Jenkins was the ghost. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah
3: um there 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 was an rpg in the 90s called toon which was everybody was like a warner brothers style cartoon character and you had to like do ridiculous stuff but everybody i never i never played it i did have uh my my brother nate who's been on the podcast he played it and his report was it was so not funny to be forced to be funny
1: Right? right
3: so i i think this kind of an approach the hero to zero approach where you throw you know ridiculous characters into a somewhat a universe that takes itself seriously like the D universe and yeah sure. it could be a blast with look we didn't come up with any new rule set we just yep. played we just pulled characters out of D D beyond um
2: yeah and and you know the the other way that you could go about creating these characters is you could stat out like and this this would be real min max type of thing But you could say, like, okay, I want to take a fighter, and I'm going to stat it out as a fighter, right? And then all of a sudden switch classes on it. You know what I mean? Be like, okay, this fighter's now a cleric, or something like that. You know what I mean? Or this fighter's now uh, a bard, as we were talking about. Um, One of my favorite was, like, taking a barbarian stats or whatever, and turning it into a, a sorcerer. And so it was, like, a, a totally, like, beefed-out sorcerer that was, like, totally ripped. And so all he would do is wear sleeveless robes and walk around <laughs> like a tough guy, you know? And get into fist fights even though he had magic, you know? Yeah.
0: So. Right, right, right. Yeah. He just casts Fireball and nothing else, right? right. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I think, exactly.
3: I think the idiot wizard, like, the straight-up idiot wizard, that one would be a good <laughs> one, too. Like, dumb as a bag of hammers wizard.
2: Yeah, like not knowing where to place the spells. Like, yes. oh, jeez, miscalculated
3: that one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do think it could get a little old after two sessions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I
0: think I think one shot, two shot, the most. The yeah. question, right, I have, right, is it like, let's say that uh, you know we do another campaign, right, after this uh, it was the rhyme of the frost maiden, right, mm-hmm. and you just plant one of your characters in your group as a zero. <laughs> that would be just to see how the rest of the group would respond, right? Oh, that so, would be funny. So when your friends invite you to come and play D&D at a new campaign, you make a zero on purpose. Yeah. Right? And you show up You show up with this, you know, sitar playing... Uh, Dragonborn bard, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what the heck, man? I would, I didn't know. Uh, I... Yeah, everybody's like serious, and you're like, you're, no. the, you're the
2: the Goliath that... rogue that's trying to sneak around, and like, always failing the stealth checks. They'd be like,
3: dude, what are you doing? If you're this sitting next now. to the min-maxer, it, it's gonna, you've got 90 minutes before the group starts to deteriorate.
0: <laughs> oh, it would be really interesting to see. But you know what you could do actually, not a bad idea, is uh, you know where you introduce a character for for an episode, right? Uh-huh. You know, like an NPC, where you bring an NPC in, and that NPC maybe is a zero for the day, right? Yep. Oh, so yeah. So you put it. Yeah. You could put an NPC in the group. That happens to be a zero, then I guess as a GM, you're running this guy that is just running the wrong way, right? Literally, yep. he can be running the wrong way, right, <laughs> with yep. the group, you know. And uh, I think I think there's a place for zeros in uh, in fun campaigns. I, I really think there's a place for them. Yeah. Oh man, uh,
2: you like all of a sudden you have to do an escort mission where you got to take right. them from point A to point B, <laughs> right. and they're just literally making their li- like character's life. I can see. Like like Lincoln after after playing with Nick, for a yeah. while right Felsador. Yeah, yeah. After playing with him, you I could see the frustration just rising. Yeah. In right. Nick, like right. in the, throughout the course of one night of this guy right. just like totally doing his own thing, like he would laugh at it, but he was like, come on, like please
0: stop. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You could do like I like to you know you have to do something that is um you know it has like huge resistance right so you could be just like hammered drunk. And they could like never knock you out, right? Because you've got so much resistance to pain (laughs) or whatever, right? So there's there's no way for them to like knock you out or to poison you or knock you unconscious, right? They've just got (laughs) to deal with you because you're so big, right? You're like, oh, what are you you hitting me for? You know what I mean? Is it time to eat again?
1: You know what I mean? Like whatever. It's really pecking. Right. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of
2: fun, gentlemen.
3: you know sometimes in your games you got to stir the pot a little bit you know the the intense we're about to die on the edge of your seat story can be a lot of fun but sometimes you know you you need to mix it up you need to change genres you need to you know change tone it's really about changing tone
2: yep yep
3: and and i hate to say it those are the kind of episodes that get remembered the episodes where everybody was a, is a total awesome superhero and defeats the enemy really fast are less memorable. Right, like I'm gonna remember this right. there. that time, we burned down the bar, Dan.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right? So I got a little while Justin, too head while, 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 while Justin was throat singing. Right, I mean, it's gonna be great, right?
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: that's where it's at. That's where it's at. It's good, it's good stuff.
2: Good times. I, you know, it's funny because uh, you say that we in our what was it two sessions ago these guys decided to uh track down a killer you know and um the way they resolved it was not the way that the book intended which is totally fine right in fact the book said if they don't do this this is fine this is a consequence you know um but there was they found out that there was this guy that was bribing these officials to stop from being put on the lottery to die list and well, um dark. they yeah, uh, they didn't like that—the fact that he was skirting the system. So <laughs> earlier that night, our Goliath decided to drink the strongest drink that the barkeep had, which was distilled pine needles, and it was like turpentine that he was drinking, and it rendered it rendered the Goliath like drunk in like minutes, yeah. you know. So they're like, "We don't like that you're doing this. We're gonna punish you." Drink this drink. And <laughs> they made a <laughs> drink, and he died. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yep. Then they're like, yeah. wait, he died? And I'm like, dude, that thing knocked out a Goliath. Like, this oh, guy's dude. a small little dude.
1: Like... <laughs> he died.
0: <laughs> drink this. Yeah,
2: like, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny because it's like those little things that, like, don't go according to plan. Those are like the most memorable as you're saying, you know? Yeah. And so throwing a zero in there every now and then or something like that, it I, it's funny. so out of the ordinary that it definitely would be memorable.
3: Yeah. It be and sometimes Come that on. can be better than, than a mission where everybody rolls natural twenties and, and nukes, nukes everything they touch. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Sure. Great conversation. Uh, it's, it's do, it's fun to do a little online Sorry, live play. We don't do a lot of live play on this podcast. There's a gazillion no. live play podcasts out there. Have we done one of these before? Not that I can think of. No. Huh.
2: There you go. First This time is the for first everything. one. There you go, Lincoln. You're our first live play on there. There you go. Hey,
3: Garrett, take that. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost a listener.
2: Or he'll try to get on again and just you know rub it in Lincoln's nose. (laughs) So anyway, all right, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone to our listeners. Uh, You know, like share and subscribe. Like the more listeners, the better, because it helps us put out better content. And uh, we're getting close to the point, Dan, where we might be doing another contest. Yeah. Like I think episode 50, we got to do something.
3: We got to do something. All right, let's. We're like at 40.
2: We're like at 48 right now.
3: I know. TikTok. Who would have thought we would have made it this far?
2: I know. Exactly. I'm excited. So
3: Usually pod fading happens in the first 10 episodes.
2: Yep. Wow. And we're still going. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Lincoln, for joining us. It was a good time, buddy.
0: Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here. Good to have yeah. you, pal. Some words of wisdom. Uh, be careful. You might just crack the ice walking across it.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. Where's <are> the ice.
0: <laughs> All
2: right. Thank you, everybody.